on this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, one day away from the final preseason game, and the Houston Texans are getting a very important member to help out that offensive line. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Texan fans, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL Network. I'm John Hickman. This is Cody Davis. This is Hump Day, Houston Texans. I uh, had a walkthrough at practice on Tuesday. Not a lot going on. However, John Mechie showed up. We'll talk about mm. his, his, you know, him gracing uh, the Houston Texans and, and their presence. However, we did suffer some sad news here in Houston for the organization. Cody, the Houston Texans lost one of the greatest members of their front office, of the original get Houston a football team mm. team. Jamie Roots on Tuesday, he passed away. Yeah, and it wasn't just get Houston a football team. Um, You know, Jamie Roots did a lot for the city of Houston in terms of sports. You know, he's part of the reason why the Houston Texans tailgating experience was one of the best in the NFL. This is a guy that helped this organization have 185 consecutive sellout. This is a guy who helped the Houston Texans hold not one, but two Super Bowls Bowls here in the city of Houston. And of course, we all know the college bowl games that the city of Houston has been able to host over the last two decades. Jamie Roos was a big part of this franchise. John, um, for those of you guys who don't know, um, Jamie Roos's wife, made the announcement Monday night on Facebook. It was late Monday night. That's the reason why we didn't touch on it on yesterday's installment of Locked On Texans. But Mr. Roosh was um, 56 years old, um, and she cited a battle with mental health. Um, So, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, it's just sad all the way around. And um, before moving forward, um, I just want you guys just to listen to Cal McNair and current team president, Greg Brissom on what they had to say about the loss of Jamie Roos. Bad day for us here at the Texans. We're really heartbroken uh, at the loss of our friend Jamie Roots, a 20-year-old friendship. Uh, Jamie led the Houston Texans business department uh, at a very high level for two decades. Um, He was also really involved with Houston and giving back, and one of his favorites was uh, United Way. Um, So he'll be missed by his Texan family. He'll be missed by the Houston community. And um, our sincere condolences go to his family, his wife, Melissa, his kids, as we all work through uh, a difficult time. Um, I just, uh, on behalf of uh, a lot of hurting teammates um, that have worked with uh, had the honor of working with Jamie for 20 plus years. We just we're all hurting. Um, send our condolences to, to his wife Melissa and their family, as, as the McNairs uh, said. And just it's a tough day. 
So we unfortunately did not have an opportunity to meet Mr. Jamie Roos, but all you have to do is go on social media and you see former players like Justin Reed, you see um, Houston Texans TV host Drew Doherty, and of course the general John McClain, one of if not the greatest sports reporter here in the city of Houston. Everyone uh, is showing um, their love, their support to Roos's family, and um, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, we just want to send our prayers, our condolences to Mrs. Roos's family. Mrs. Jamie, Mr. Jamie Roos, rest in peace, my God. Yeah, uh, unfortunate. And again, reiterating what you said, Cody, what a lot of people have said in the media, just speaking highly of Mr. Roos, you know, rest in peace and uh, God bless his family. The Houston Texans, as we mentioned, had John Mechie out there, the rookie wide receiver who will be missing this year due to um, his battle with cancer. Uh, but he was out there with his teammates today. And, you know, from what I was able to see, Cody, but you were actually out there, him kind of stepping on the scene brought some light to the Texans who were going through walkthroughs. But whenever he got out there, a lot of reporters, and you and I talked about it behind closed doors, like he just brought a good spirit out there to the field. And and I think that's good. You know, he's been away from the team last few weeks. Uh, wide receivers are doing the, you know, when they <laughs> score a touchdown, they're doing that for Mechie, which is great. Uh, that young man has to know how important he will be for this franchise. And I know he does because they invested a lot into him. And so for him to come out there in the midst of still trying to battle his own battles, go through his own battles, I thought that was pretty dope, man, to see he and the uh, rest of the teammates just kind of react to one another. Also, Tyus Howard said a couple of things on Tuesday that I thought was very interesting. Number one, talking about rookie uh, running back Damian Pierce, I uh, said Damian, Damian is going to do a lot of special things for this team. To see a rookie come in and make those type of plays the first time getting the ball, he's going to be special. And he also said that it's always good to win by going 3-0 and in the preseason. It just gives us confidence. I think we keep on building this, keep on building this momentum for the preseason is going to take us uh, through week one against the Colts. I do want to address the Damian Pierce comments. This young man has went from a fourth rounder that people <laughs> were very excited about to now arguably the best running back on this roster may end up very well being the starting running back on this roster in a matter of a couple of months and he hasn't played a regular season game, I think that just speaks highly to a couple of things. Before we even talk about what he does on the field, his personality off the field, it's going to be very rare. Hmm. Well, it has been very rare so far up until my career right now, speaking about the Texans, where I can actually say I've been around a player. That I've been around some players in the NFL. I've been around some Texan players, but I have not been around a player for the franchise that I personally interacted with with a personality as infectious as Damian Pierce, hmm. as lively as Damian Pierce, as opening and just Damian Pierce comes off as your homeboy. Like you can just kind of have conversations with him. He's going to give it back to you. He's that much of a great energy and, and, and personality to be around. And so I think that people on this in this franchise on this team are buying into him on the coaching staff. They're buying into him because they believe in him, right? And it just so happens the personality and the talent 
may just go hand in hand because he's been making plays throughout OTAs, throughout training camp in that one preseason game that we saw against the New Orleans Saints. He is a very good running back. And I've said this a long time ago. I'm going to keep saying that you guys should thank Dan Mullen for his war crimes against the Florida Gators running back group because if it wasn't for Dan Mullen not playing him as much uh, as maybe he wanted to while he was in college and he got more touches, we may have not snagged him in the fourth round, guys. I'm telling you that right now. So to hear uh, Titus Howard, who's been with the team four to five years, speak on a running back, they haven't had a thousand yard rusher since Carlos Hyde. Damian Pierce could be the third rookie running back to do so in franchise history. There's a lot of expectations for this young man. And I honestly think he'll be able to get it done. I heard Cody, you were out there on Tuesday. He was actually doing a very good job of being an option out of the backfield for the quarterbacks, you mm-hmm. know, working on that pass catching, which is something that not only that I wanted to see improvement out of in the senior bowl, but also when the Houston Texans drafted him and also preseason for Titus Howard. I want to address that really quickly. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's preseason. The wins and losses really don't mean much to me. So that's that's literally all I had to say, <laughs> Cody. About that. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's a lot of people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on uh, different candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and who you may like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL locked on NFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. It's Fantasy Draft Week on the Locked On Podcast Network, so go make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And yesterday was a completely different type of day at training camp. Um, as as we mentioned, you know, there was like a cloud over the franchise, of course, with the loss of Jamie Roos. But, you know, things got a little bit brighter as practice went on due to John Mechie making an appearance. But, John... The best thing that I was able to see out of practice on yesterday was the return of Keon Green. Um, this is a guy on yesterday. He had his most productive day since returning back from that concussion that he sustained at the beginning of training camp. And during Tuesday's practice, John, listeners, viewers, you guys are going to love this because I had an opportunity to see Keon Green line up on that line of scrimmage in between 
Laramie Tunsil, and Justin Britt. And down on his far right side was Titus Howard, which means this is a young man who is getting first team reps after practice. Coach Lovey Smith did come out and say that Keon Green will play on Thursday against the San Francisco 49ers. And John, I'm looking at this game as a big opportunity from Green because not only do I believe that this is this is going to be an important game for him to go out there and get some in-game reps. However, I, I'm starting to believe that he's going to play majority of tomorrow's preseason game because not only did he play with the first team on yesterday, but he was also getting second team reps as well. When I take a look at Keon Green, John, I'm very interested to see what type of steps this offensive line is going to take. You have been big on Keon Green ever since this organization drafted him. I have not. I have seen some things that's been a little bit concerning to me. However, every time I get concerned about what Green can possibly mean to this offensive line, I just go back to his college days at Texas A&M. He spent three years at that university. Within those three years, he gave up only five sacks one during the 2021 campaign. And of course, last year, he finished as one of the highest offensive linemen, according to Pro Football Focus, with an overall grade of 79.6. Yeah, and I found a crazy stat that when rushing his way for his senior year last year, whenever they were uh, running zone blocks, he averaged 6.4 yards his way. So that's very – that's something to be excited about considering when you look at Houston's offensive line, when was the last time you were that excited for an offensive lineman? <laughs> Titus Howard in 2019? And, and how, that was a long time ago. They haven't drafted a lineman since that you were just really excited about. And I will look at Kenyon Green and say, well, maybe his excitement isn't the same as Titus Howard. Remember, in Titus Howard draft, Everybody wanted Andre Dillard. Now, hmm. I think Titus Howard has had a better career <laughs> thus far. I don't think necessarily that's due to, you know, just him being a better player, maybe due to injuries and whatever the case else may be. But that excitement was, okay, well, let's see what this guy can do. The excitement for Kenyon Green is he can actually move bodies. And he's athletic enough for Houston, Pebble Hamilton, to use him as a pulling guard so you can do some mixed direction as well. So, like – Keon Green brings a different aspect than what Titus Howard did because I think Keon just brings a nasty football player that can move bodies out the way, which is what this franchise needs. But he is desperately needed upon this offensive line. Um, I think in the next round of final cuts, we will see Max Sharpen out the door. Hmm. And I don't know how Houston feels about McCray. I, I believe that they may keep McCray around, so he'll be a backup left guard for that position. I think maybe when we look at Charlie Heck, he may secure him a spot because they just you – know, I think they love Deckless or they like Deckless. But Kenyon Green is a player that he does need those reps. I'm excited to see that he's playing on Thursday, uh, whether it's a lot or a little, to see him play in a live NFL game. By the way, 
the 49ers have already mentioned that they will be playing their starter. So we will get an opportunity mm. to see some good 1v1s against the one team versus the one team, not ones versus twos, not <laughs> twos versus threes. I'm excited to see some ones versus ones. And that'll be good for the rookie, right? It's, it, I, and I think his learning process may really come on the fly because of the time missed, but the talent is there. So, you know, I'm a firm believer of if the work ethic and the talent max up, matches up and uh, to come together, then that player is going to be fine. And I do think that he's a very talented run blocker. I look at that specific skill as a skill. If you don't do anything else for Houston, move a body out of the way. And mm-hmm. I think he will. He also will have an easier job with blocking because he's blocking next to pro bowler, Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil also made Titus Howard job easier last year when they were able to play together at the left and right guard position until injury kind of threw it all off. Right. And so he, he has a mentor on that side. The biggest thing for Green is just to see somebody else that doesn't have your jersey on. Put your hands, lay the hat on somebody else that doesn't have your jersey on. Get hit. Get get lose a 1v1, right? Lose a battle. Win some battles. Get that experience right now so Houston can make this process a little bit easier and faster. Speed that up with getting you on the field. Because, let's face it, the running backs need your help. Davis Mills is going to need your help. He's a, he's a fairly good pass blocker coming out of college, right? But overall, the help that Davis Mills is going to need is favorable downs, right? Let's, 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 let's take the second and eight. Let's make that second and six. Let's take third and six. Let's make that third and three, third and two. And I think that his ability – to allow the running backs to get where they need to go, move about out the way, is going to help this offense keep drives alive. That mm. is the one thing that we were not really able to see consistently in game one and two whenever Davis Mills was on the field. Two three and outs in game one against the Saints, and a lot of that had to do with penalty. And then up until maybe like the last 45-second mark of that second quarter in the first half, you know, the, the Texans were – was it over five on third downs? And they were not in the, the best favorable positions. So that's why I can't wait to see that young man on the field. I still like him because I like his potential. Mm. Right? I, I didn't think he was the best guard in the draft. But for Houston, I like what he can potentially be in the next two or three years for this team. And I like, matter of fact, I love the fact that you highlighted his run blocking because that is one of the things, if not the most important attribute of Keon Green that I'm most excited about, John. Like I just mentioned, I do have my concerns. However, I just go back to his days at Texas A&M and see what did he do in college to make him the number 15 overall pick for the Houston Texans. And speaking of his days in college and how he was able to help the run game, how he was able to help a running back, Isaiah Spiller, who was one of, if not the best running back entering this year's draft class. You're looking at a guy who played all three years at Texas A&M running behind Green. This is a guy who recorded almost 3,000 yards with 25 touchdowns and was drafted by the Los Angeles Chargers in the fourth round. So if Keon Green can do that alongside Isaiah. I cannot wait to see what he's able to do alongside Damian Pierce. Hopefully some damage. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. 
Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports. Go ahead and get you some golf in, too. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live betting, scores, podcasts. They got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, on this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And as we alluded to early on in the show, Houston Texans rookie wide receiver John Mechie did make an appearance during practice. It was really good to see Mechie. He was standing there wearing a green hoodie and just to see how he was able to just uplift the mood of practice and to see his teammates embrace him was a great sight to see. Unfortunately, the media did not have an opportunity to speak to him. Um, Texans PR staff say we will speak to him at some point whenever he is clear. I'm really looking forward to talking to John Mechie once again, but overall, you know, it was just a great sight to see John Mechie in good spirits, giving in good spirits, given everything that he is going through as of right now, we're going to continue to pray for him as well. But John, you know, we can't talk about John Mechie. Just seeing John Mechie, not going to allow, man. I was like, man, I wish he was suiting up with the Houston Texans on Thursday and throughout this campaign. Um, however, unfortunately, we already know that's not going to be the case this year. But, you know, looking at John Mechie, looking at what we have been seeing throughout this wide receiving core, not just throughout preseason, but throughout the entire training camp practices, John, for the 10th time in over, what, three days, if, I'm going to change the question, if the Houston Texans do go out there and address this wide receiving core, do you see somebody out there that is worth bringing in? Well, that's very interesting, and uh, I think that I think that there are – listen, I've been on, on board. We're bringing Cole Beasley in <laughs> since day one, like since this was an yeah. issue, since this was a problem. Um, there are some talented wide receivers out there. We look at Odell, and I'm surprised more Texan fans hadn't said Odell. Not that I'm necessarily, <laughs> uh, you know, pulling for Odell to come to Houston, but he's one of the most talented players we've seen in this past decade. That and I don't bad, understand – uh-huh. That wouldn't be bad, though. Well, no, it wouldn't be. And, and again, when we look at what the Chargers have done for Justin Herbert, what the Cardinals have done for their young quarterback, what, um, what, what, uh, you know, the kid from New York, Zach Wilson, what they've done, like all of these teams are investing in their quarterback by putting world class talent at wide receiver for him. And I don't know why Texan fans think that's a bad idea or not necessarily Texas fans, but just why that hasn't been exploited for Davis Mills. And which makes me wonder how much of a franchise player do they really see him as right now? Because hmm. if there's talent out there, you should be doing whatever you can to put it around your quote unquote franchise quarterback. But I did see the Panthers allegedly, uh, there was a report saying the Panthers have started taking calls on wide receiver Terrence Marshall played for LSU. You guys may remember him, the 4-3 speedy wide receiver, played on that national championship team, 
that featured the likes of, oh, my gosh. That national championship team had hmm. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrence Joe Marshall. Burrow. Was on. Joe Burrow. Uh, I think Derek Stingley. Stingley. <laughs> uh, Klaus Edward Hilaire. I think he was on that team as well. He so was. Uh, and in, in, in Marshall's last year, caught 48 balls for 731 yards, 15.2 yards per catch, 10 TDs. Um, again, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that he ran a 4-3. Mm. So this would be a player that would be very useful for Houston, can take the top off of defense with his speed. Uh, the relationship between Terrence Marshall and the Panthers, I, you know, I don't know what's going on with that. So I'm pretty sure Houston, if there was a potential uh, move for Houston, you would look at what they would potentially give up, maybe a six-rounder in next year's draft maybe a fifth round in, in a draft from two years from now. You know, I, I don't know, but he is worth looking at because he is a young wide receiver. I think Marshall was a what, fifth round pick, mm-hmm. was a late round pick. The money won't be an issue. And you look at a player that the ceiling, the risk reward type of deal, like why are you not working out in Carolina? Could just be he needs a new scenery, but he can maybe work out here in Houston. He does have the tools. He has the speed. Terrence Marshall is also 6'2", 210, 215 pounds. Mm. Runs a 4'3". Like, like, it would be worth it. And above all, this wide receiver group, who I, there's some players I like, isn't above bringing him in, right? Like, they're, they're not an all-class, world-class group of wide receivers. No disrespect, but they're not the top 10s in the top – Top 15 is the top 20 of the league. We have one top 10, top 15 considerable mm-hmm. wide receiver here in Houston with Brandon Cooks. The rest of the guys are still trying to figure their way out. So bringing them in wouldn't hurt, and I, and I think it maybe only would help. And thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Texans on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. Okay, you know what you do. Go ahead and subscribe, like, and comment. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Bulls on parade with the fate.